everybody, this is Petey from the Spin Rack, and we also have Calvin Ellis, ready to rock. Well, um, Cal was telling me that um, Keith Giffen has a podcast, and he was brought up the Legion of Superheroes, and the wise that uh, that it isn't, you know, it isn't the book it once was. Do you want to go into that? Well, his podcast, I'm Not Dead Yet, he does go into why he believes that the reboots of the Legion haven't been successful, at least successful since he rebooted the Legion with five years later. And a couple of, well, he mentioned, well, he does note that the Legion at the time when he took over, this was a, a this was a gateway book for a lot of readers that uh, it held the highest amount of re its readership held the highest amount of young, younger readers. Okay, and then uh, of course you have the, as he says, you have the hardcore Legion fans who were also with it. But this was something that a young person could pick up and they could get right into the story. <laughs> In addition, that they took the charm out of the book and they this, they always decided to tack older with the Legion as it went over. And then when things didn't work, it became reboot after reboot after reboot. Yeah, well, there's the hard part with the Legion is the the actual history is a little different there was a successful thing when it was initially as a one story thing it was successful enough for them to revisit the legion and the legion had uh what was it um the part of adventure comics with you know um, a lot of class even though it was the initial story was ed was edmund hamilton a lot of stuff from jerry siegel added in there of course people go to um, Jim Shooter, who did a lot of classic stories as a young person. And, um, but the thing about it is, at some point while they were doing it, I guess it's in the 70s, <clears throat> whether it be something for kids or some of the, for the youngest viewers, DC didn't really see it as a book that they should kind of push out, right? So they took their book and they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to push them to the back and we're going to put Supergirl up front and they push them away. And so you had this title that is just um, going needing is just needing to be a series, you know, that's just asking for it. You have Dave, and then it's a part of Superboy at some point. I think though it switched editors, it switched editors. So Julie Schwartz didn't keep it. It was, I think it was passed on to another editor and that's why I'm saying when they say he, he just kind of when you said that he kind of what caught me was that he didn't talk about the Legion fans and they had the Legion outposts. The Legion outposts are the people that gave the Legion a series because for some reason they were always a backup and at some point they said you got to give us this title give us a title so what they did was they did a four part mini that was. <laughs> Of of reprints and sold well enough where they're like, wait a second. <laughs> and then when he's in Superboy, they're like, wait a second. We think these guys might have some legs. So they they shared the title. There wasn't um, a break between the Superboy stories and Legion stories anymore. It was Superboy and the Legion. And so I really want to say that the Legion fans can't be second guess. Yes, you can have a lot of young people, but to actually get them a title, it was the Legion fans. And the hard part is, is the crash ultimately is what ruined a lot of series at um, Marvel and DC, whereas only X-Men was the one that survived. Stuff like Titans that had longtime readership and, you know, big success in the 80s. And those, these two titles really suffered from the crash, but as said, you know, as you were saying, the um, reboots didn't help at all, you know, but th at this point, this is when the Legion is rolling, right? This is like the Great Darkness Saga, the picture we have up, and they're long in the tooth here. They don't look like teens or kids. They don't look like the Kurt Swan type of young, like young people. They were, you know, they were taking on the Marvel, um, what's that thing, the Marvel, X-Men, Neil Adams type of grown teens you know, like, um, or tweens that look like they're every much the superheroes that the Justice League are, you know, type of deal. And it was extremely successful. 
extremely successful with them being kind of long in the tooth. Getting married, that's how you would get rid of some characters, the bouncing boy and Dan, dual damsel getting married. Then, um, you know, uh, Lightning Lad being out for a little while at the, when he got married to Saddened Girl. But, um, you know, it's a book that was, for my, my, my opinion, I would just say the crashes is the biggest thing that hurt that because it also hurt the Titans. And ultimately, the reboots definitely didn't help because you couldn't. But the hard part is, is that, and you know this as well as anyone, they were just allowing people to reboot, like, do their own origins at the same time. You know, it's like, hey, Superman, we got, you got Mark Wade doing his origin, and we got, you know, we're going to do, uh, uh, what's the name, what was it, the secret origin that um, Jeff Johns did, and the same with Legion. You had Keith Giffen doing his thing, which I don't, initially, I'm pretty sure that was, you know, because Keith Giffen was the guy, right? So he was the guy who did this great stuff. It was a different approach. So it was kind of, um, you know, it probably was successful initially, but it was a lot darker. It had some Watchmen stuff into it. It was talking, dealing with a lot of the heavier elements, and they were actually now in their 20s, or but it looked like they could be in their 30s. So even though it was five years later, but it was like, you could see them say it went too far, kind of like we went too far, like like killing Alfred or killing Aunt May. So they're like, let's make him younger. And I think the burn bombs who was working with them, they had a, a pretty decent thing of making them really young, like almost a, a little bit around where Kurt Swan had them, or maybe a little younger. But then no one would follow along. They'd be like, okay, I'm doing Legion. Mark Way would do it, and they were grown. They were clearly grown. Um, uh, who's the name did kids um jeff johns did kids but at the same time you see bendis do a totally you know got to connect black lightning and enlightening lad type of deal so and I, i'm just i don't know that for sure but that's I, that's what i thought i heard so everyone well, that's, exactly the what hmm? that's exactly what he did but the less about bendis on the legion the better <laughs> but i mean ultimately in my opinion what they should have done and i couldn't you can't get the person to do it is to get jim lee to do you know i can't ask him to do do layouts and do the legion like like that's what was supposed to happen well, he did covers <laughs> that's probably the best you were going to get he did covers i think um having francis Menopole on there but he was also on the Sad to say he was on a gym shooter return and that that didn't I mean not to say that well those stories weren't that great had a decent art but at the same time shooter was um critiquing his artists where it's like yo this guy's gonna be somebody something someday and that's what Jim Shooter said when this guy learns how to do storytelling he's gonna be great <laughs> like you want to make friends <laughs> take a take a note from um what's it name Doug Doug Mensch who basically you know the smartest writer out there because he gets to gets with his artists and writes to them, not says, "Hey, here's my story." Um, <laughs> don't don't veer off from it. So, um, uh, I I mean, none of them. Ultimately, I would just say I would say that the Legion wasn't rebooted when Crisis happened. It was one of the few titles that wasn't rebooted and didn't have too much stuff. But then, with, with Crisis worked that slowly stuff would change and it'd be like pre, pre-crisis, post-crisis. And then- They weren't rebooted, but they sure got the a hell of a retcon that screwed thing, that started screwing the pooch. It can't, I'm saying, you can't really say it screwed it because it wasn't, the book was, the book had two titles and the miniseries. So in my sense of being, saying ultimately, you know the reboots. But I don't, I'm saying if his book is still selling and it's killing out there, I can't put it into the screwed part at that point. Are you looking at overall sales, or are you looking at the foundation of the characters? Because that's the way I always looked at it. Everything's. I mean, I, I can come over and it's a book, and oh yeah, I'm out selling Superman. And then ten years later, the book is canceled. So the whole idea that for me, the books that have the long and are able to, you know, go the, you know, able to not to withstand that type of stuff is they usually have good foundation to return to. And when they always, what is, oh, we're going to take it back to basics, that nonsense after they, you know, went over here and tried all this other stuff. And that retcon that they got for me, I was like, okay, that started the seeds of, hey, look, we can come over here and just screw around. Doesn't matter. You know, we're, you know, we're still selling, so it doesn't matter. 
Well, I I hear you on that. I would just say that it's not just I'm saying looking at this because the crash is the thing. You're talking about the crash of the 1990s, right? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. if you look at the 80s, not only did they have Tales, um, Legion, then they had stuff that was present day that was supposed to be precursors to the Legion, like it was some some of the shield which Giffen was a part of. He was not only just a part of um, the five years later. He was doing those the Legion eighty nine, uh, Legion ninety series. So it's kind of the book was really and the hard part of it is Keith Giffen and Paul Paul Levitt had done entry you know basic old school comics but this was like when you see the stuff that um the 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 new mutants and the x-men and post the thing the pox on the x universe all that stuff was done in the lead like the x-men had some of this but the legion had taken on the what we would we would see Claremontian type storylines. The this Giffen and and um, Paul Levitt and Giffen run was just like a like a freight train, and it wasn't an entry level book. It was a X Men multi part comic, and it had a it had to have a revolving cast because he had written it so long. At that point, he kind of just kind of put people up deck on deck, and he would have new sort of characters come in from time to time but like the original series was basically kind of a you know like american idol type of thing right because they'd have a hero come they would critique them they would have these stories where they make fun of these guys and then at the same time they would have regular stories which were, were poignant stories at the same times too but then they would go back to the clubhouse the getting here some new characters this tear apart this, this Trash these guys that that terrible powers. Even what was it? Wildfire was on there. Um, he um, had, that was his origin. It's like saying you are you're kind of the same. We all can do that. And he's like wow. And then the wildfire he gives himself a you know he sacrifices himself and then he becomes the benchmark of all <laughs> of, of the the membership when he wasn't even a member up to that point until he actually came back. So the book is how he described my thing is not to really go because we can go we can say it's uh, the the 86 uh, thing and say that, that when they decided not to have superboy anymore we can say i would more say because i think the way they were doing they had a couple they had like legionnaires and legion of superheroes in the 90s so they were finding their footing and I'm not. I just feel like the people taking over should have took followed that lead because they did have a accessible type of thing like it was in the past, and they kind of went away from it. Whereas Paul Levitt didn't really go accessible, and Paul Levitt kind of showed you that you can change Legion's future. Like you could go in the past, and he did like one of his big storyline, which was in the Treasury edition. You could change history, so it wouldn't be you know you could figure a way around you know, not having Superboy because history changed and Superboy dealt with it in the in the in the Treasury edition where it's like history. Why would, hmm? why would you want to do that? Why would you want to disconnect the Legion from Superboy? Why would you want to do that? I'm not trying I'm not saying want to do that. I think ultimately Legion I think the Legion Superheroes pushing on you what you just said over here. I'm saying from a writing standpoint why would you want to do that? You got you, you're connected to this dude. There's no reason. To, there's really no reason to disconnect you. And the Legion is already on this rolling scale of the year three thousand, where the year three thousand keeps getting pushed. Uh, you know, it's a, a further three thousand as opposed to uh, where it was in 1960, 1964. But you have a direct connection right over here. The the connection works. There was never anything wrong with it. You know, then it's like, all right, let's undermine it even more. It's a foundational part of your creation. Why do you want to? Why do you want to change the foundation? All right. So this is this is the hard part in looking because I've I had this I've had this thing recently on DC, uh, DC where they said they used the cover of Who's Who and said Burn should have just done a Superboy Supergirl series and a um, uh, a Golden Age Superman series 
And, you know, he's a hot artist, so basically it would sell anyway. And it's like, well, that's not the hard part of the, this part of D.C., which is having and this is just this is not saying what's right or wrong, because I bought Legion Superheroes with Superboy. I bought the New Adventures of Superboy. So at the same time, I was a fan. Right. But the deep, the more the, the pros and this is not just burn. This is Marvel and D.C. pros going back and forth. From me, it's, I guess more so the Marvel, and they're saying, "What's going wrong with DC? What is wrong with DC? Why are these books not selling? Why is Superman not selling? Why is Batman not selling? Why is Marvel killing these guys? And they have the better characters. So ultimately, what the people were going from one to the other, looking at it and saying, these characters, which one point were unique, have three, four, five different versions of the same character, right? Whether you say the Superboy stories, that's I don't really buy into whether Superboy stories don't work or do work because I bought them, right? And I didn't have a problem with it. But the problem that they saw was the characters were not unique anymore, right? Because they had three million of the other things. So two, to figure out how it going on, that was the whole process, which was the crisis thing, because you have Marv trying to streamline the entire line, right? And at the same time, Legion, whether you say it's uh, umpteen years, the comic book industry was undercut because of the, um, the speculators, right? But you had something that was rolling. And I think the, the, the 10 years, the five years later is kind of going to where something that wasn't rebooted, it was just going further. And only thing they had snipped regretfully was Superboy, but there was the cast was so huge where and at the same time Superboy they had totally at this point actually outside of him coming back and briefly going into um going to Smallville they rarely went to Smallville while this thing was the hottest book out next to the Titans so it's like they had totally eclipsed going to what's to to Smallville and they were just kind of in the future, which is a better place for the Superboy going to. That was more fun for me because it was like, you know, you could see it'd be, you know, falling into kind of the traps of, you know, the stories where, oh, okay, here comes Lois and comes Lana and she's, um, oh, so this means you guys are here. Obviously you're Superboy. And he's like, no, you're not. And I think they, Paul Levitt did it where he had, <laughs> it wasn't, Superboy was, Clark Kent was struggling with his identity because he didn't really think of, he didn't think he was Superboy. He thought he was either something else or he thought he was um, Ultra Ultra Boy. So he was like, Lana comes to him and he's like playing like he he's Clark Kent, even though he is Clark Kent. He's like, no, Lana, you're wrong. And it's like, and then Lana's like, wait a second, you wouldn't have, you would, you would have, you wouldn't even waste time with me. Something else is going on here. And I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, but they kind of moved from that too. So the hard part of it is going from what he said. I'm, I hear you. I don't have a problem with Superboy. I just, you know, way, what was happening is dealing with the low sales. And that's why they did what they did. And the Marvel guys like Marv, Lynn, that going to DC, doing, working on the top books that were selling, and then going to DC and saying, why isn't this selling? Why is this working? Why is Perez is on Justice League and he leaves Justice League, sales go up when Don Heck is here, why is Superman things sold down? So the only thing they had was that, hey, there's three main Green Lanterns, there's a bunch of different Supermans, Superboy, and that's the catalyst for the whole crisis thing. And I think it kind of, that was the environment of it. So they already, and that the person I was arguing with on um, Facebook, it wasn't argued, he just was like, hey, you had this multiverse thing, why are you cutting into it? And that's what they're doing now. So why didn't it work there? Why wasn't it connecting with the kids? They're just trying to fix it. And it was a, not just a Superman thing, it was a, company-wide and in any instance they pretty much most people would have kind of they probably would have nixed you know if miller wolfman these guys probably would have nixed um superboy too even though burners did it and he deserves the blame for making that 
they would have tried to de-unique the character. And that was the why Marv de-uniqued the whole thing and saying there's only one Earth. And now you say, why is it? Come on, Marvel's doing all this multiverse. You're doing it on the TV shows. So it's uh, it's just a, them trying to get the thing to say, this is Superman is Superman. This is the, the stories. Batman doesn't have all these characters that don't help him out. They're, they are weak. Robin and Batgirl. And the next thing I was like, wait a second. These characters are cool. So, I mean, I'm, it's not to just defend the burn thing is just the way that they were trying to fix it. But um, to talk about what he was saying, the book wasn't that accessible. It was a, you had to buy it and you had to follow it. If you pick up any of these issues outside of the Great Darkton Saga, it's a totally different cast as it goes along. It's definitely like a soap opera that you had to be in and it was selling like hotcakes and not Jim Shooter's your first issue is your favorite issue type of thing, but it's just the the environment of why why it was was going on at the time. But anyway, um, so you're in the full meal that hey, if um they didn't <laughs> they didn't do the '86 thing in Superman, it would the Legion would still be the the top seller that it was. No, hey, just mic check. You can hear me. Yeah, you. Okay, yeah, I can't hear myself through my phones for some reason. Ugh. No, I mean, my personal opinion was that one of the reasons the Legion was successful is because they didn't reboot it. They made all these changes to everything else, and the Legion just kind of trucked along pretty much in the same fashion. Then, and this was like a slap in the face to anybody who enjoyed those Legion stories with Superboy, then they said, oh, well, what happened with the whole thing with the connection with Superboy? We got to do something about that. Which they didn't have to. They could have just said, hey, we'll ignore this. It never really happened. And, you know, but they decided they wanted to address it. So they gave us a pretty good story. Where, and at the end of the day, Superboy gets off. And you look at it, you're like, all right, there was no reason to undo this other than one, Byrne didn't really want to deal with the Legion and Superboy. And two, uh, DC up top didn't care. They just really wanted, they wanted Superman from scratch. They felt his history was just too unwieldy for anybody to really manage. They wanted, you know, they wanted him to start from brass tacks. Okay. That's the history as to that. With the Legion, however, I was like, hey, those guys went over and they did experience a good amount of success afterwards. Okay. They didn't have any issue with that. And I don't have any issue with that. It's when, hey, all of a sudden now it's like, wait a minute, the numbers are slipping. You don't have the same thing anymore. What are we going to do now? Oh, well, let's reboot. That's the same thing they did with Superman. Anytime they were like, all right, well, let's reboot them again. We'll do Birthright. We do Secret Origin. Hey, we'll do New 52. And with each successive one, it didn't really generate anything for the character. It made it more convoluted. It Well, with Superman, I can't say it, it made it more convoluted, but it weakened what from that original thing, where this was Superman number one. Who doesn't like a number one at the end of the day? Everybody runs in. It's got brand new artists after Kurt Swan had been on there. So there were some factors going in there in addition to in addition that uh you know what i thought what burn did initially initially was just easy you could come in it was like one and done episodes it you know you didn't have to have this uh backstory knowledge or anything and that's what you know a lot of that's what they thought would bring in people and it did then you did it again and then you did it again with the legion and that's the only book that i can think of with maybe with the exception of hawkman where they continuously just kept tinkering with the thing like let's try this again and then it became a hey, if, uh, if it starts to, you know, if it starts looking like it's going to run aground a bit, we can just reboot. But once they had Superboy, and this was not Superman, this was not Clark Kent and Superboy, but this was uh, Connell dressed up as Superboy, I was just like, this is ridiculous. You just put the dude back at the end of the day. The whole idea was that, okay, you do what all these other guys do when they say, oh, look, the sales are slipping. Okay, we go back to basics. All of a sudden now, like, what do we do? We had Peter Parker. Peter Parker was, uh, he was over there working as a, uh, college professor uh-oh sales are slipping all right let's bring him back to basis we're going to come over here bring him back to the daily planet you know he may not be a photographer but we'll have some of that jay jonah jameson interaction again and you know try to get that going and see if we can go someplace else it's standard stuff at the end of the day and then with the legion you couldn't go back to basics because you you undermined your own foundation and then uh, unfortunately it, it kind of separated stuff because you had people like me who enjoyed the legion who enjoyed the legion with superboy enjoy the legion without superboy 
okay? Did I enjoy, do I really have a, a, a soft spot for the stuff with Legion and Superboy? Yeah, that's the stuff that I came in with. It was great, to, it was great stuff to read. But it wasn't something that had to happen every issue or anything, but keep that, but keep that lineage and that link together. Then you have the guys who are like, no, the first, keep Superboy out of the book. Superboy comes to the book, it's gonna ruin the Legion. We don't need him there whatsoever. And then you got the other converse, which is no, if Superboy's not in the book, I don't wanna read it. That's not where you wanna be with this book, especially when you got a connection to a character like Superman through Superboy. It's just malpractice at the end of the day. Eventually your sales go soft. You're the Legion of Superheroes. You're not Batman, you're not Spider-Man, you're not Superman, okay? You're not this, uh, you know, this globally known commodity. Eventually your sales are gonna slip. When it's time for you to when it's time for you to regenerate some interest, when it's time for you to go back to basics, what do you do over here? Well, you took your basics away. Okay, that foundation that you had for it, you took that away. And then they were like, well, let's let's fall into the trap of rebooting. Okay, we can always you know, make it fresh again, throw in some characters, put a brand new number one on it, see what happens. And readers show you that reboots do work initially. You will make some numbers. Everybody loves that number one, and then you run aground again. Now, I mean, but I thought what uh, I thought what Keith Giffen was saying was not so much that keeping the characters young, but that it was a book where young and new readers found that they could come into and enjoy it immediately. Not that uh, you know, that he had to keep the characters a certain age or that the characters needed to be a certain age, but this was a book where the, you know it had the youngest it had the youngest readership because it was the easiest book to access for them as opposed to maybe some of the uh, maybe some of the other stuff and so they were willing to give that book more of a that book more of a try i that's i that's one i think i think he's probably having trying to distance the legion from the legion fandom because ultimately as um as a as a series and when it was actually you know when it actually was a its own series rather than a, like a backup type of thing thing uh when he was doing it it was not uh it wasn't the it was a x-men type of thing where it's actually happened around the same time and paul Levitt had been on the book since i mean before he before giffen got there uh, on a separate run i think jerry conway is in the middle of that but it was um it was a it, they were had already moved away from it was doing like Neil Adams type of thing like where's like you see the his run where it's just like kind of a like a just a you know a, a, a romp where the early stories were the thing where you can you know like here's a story here's a villain here's that here's let's go back to square one type of deal so it's kind of looking at a book and saying where people look at the X-Men and say, this is just like, really like, um, like the way Cockrum had the, the first say where they're like globe trotting. It's basically really a lot like that where they, the galactic police. And it's not really, it's, you can say that about the earlier stuff when it was adventures, but as you move on past it to the stuff that's you, when they got there, you know, when they took over Superboy's title, they kind of, um, it was really just you know, something that you had to look at where it was a fandom type of thing. And they were bigger, like X-Men had this cult, but it wasn't as, the cult fandom didn't save the book. Like the cult fandom of Legion was enough to sustain that book for them, where DC was like, they didn't really see it as a, its own title. They saw it as a backup. And that's why it was, it maintained being a backup until they, tested out with a reprint so um the other thing is i'd only say that the book wasn't necessarily rebooted that's what i'm saying the, the key thing is that the book wasn't rebooted because of the book was rebooted when someone else would take over the title so it was like that's the hard part in there where there's no there's no continuity a sense of saying hey i'm mark wade i'm the top guy on the planet right now I'm gonna fix this. <laughs> when it's just like these Mary with a Tom and Mary Burnbaum, I think that's who they were. They did all this legwork and all this stuff. And next thing you know, it's not a thing of saying, hey, these guys, it's like, hey, we're moving on. We're getting this top, we got this name on this book. And it's like, you're out. And then at the same time, I think 
Same with the Justice League, right? With the Justice League, the Justice League tanked. <laughs> the Justice League tanked in the 80s with the bad choice of um, characters, which was rightfully so. They had to try to move out the heroes into their own books and not have them always in the Justice League. But in the 90s, they were like, we need to put these these main the main guys together, right? So they put the main guys together in the midsummer of the night dream with the top some of the top. Well, they I guess Mark um, Fabian Senza is not always considered one of the top writers, but he was writing the top book. Him and Wade got together and they had a successful Justice League thing. So they immediately like, boom, let's do that. And at the same time, it took them forever to do a Titans thing. Which was it, Devin Grayson? So it was just like they had titles that were successful that they were kind of, um, you know, not sticking with anymore. And it had had some bad times, but it was just like when the new people come on, it wouldn't be like, like you had all this stuff that with the younger people and Chris Brown, I think it was Chris Brown was on it and whatnot, and a bunch of. Alan, Alan Davis did a couple issues and that sort of thing, but it looked like it was a uniform thing. And it's just like, Mark Wade gets on it, I'm a name, that's out of here. Hey, Jeff Johns gets on there, I gotta fix it. I gotta give you, I gotta give you my own thing. So it's more, the creators could have, like the way Superman, they, you know, they did have the other reboots, but at the same time, the continuity was basically the same until, what's that thing? The, New 52, which is like, and then with the New 52, um, did they did they have a Legion with the New 52? No. So yeah, no, so it's I, like, I no so how do you money. how do you do a thing, and you just decide, um, you know, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> we can't. You got you can't you gotta have you gotta maintain some sort of um, continuity and. The, the you know legion in my you know in in the how it was practiced in the in the eighties whereas you see post this part like it could be anybody on that cover and that shows you that um, then the, that the fact that when in the eighties you know was it polar boy it became the leader and one of the most important members and he was a part of the legion of substitute legionnaires so it's like that was the the part of what the book was was that it was this, um, it's hard to say it because I don't wanna, I know that the five years later was a very uh, uh, a big departure and they did try to course correct while it was going on by 16, they, uh, they made them younger and they brought in um, the different artists, but Keith Giffen, well, the hard part is Keith Giffen is Mr. Reboot. He, Byrne is the first person involved in a reboot, right? And Keith Giffen rebooted or did his uh, like a sort of a, it was no, because there was a reboot within it. He did a whole different origin of Legion. Not only that, then we got the, the Green Lantern, Aquaman. <laughs> it's like, it's too far gone. Crisis is too far over there. Nope. We got to do it again. And he, his statement to doing the ten years, the five years later, was he wanted to keep it separate from what um, uh, um, Paul Levitt did. Nobody else did that. Nobody tried to keep it separate. Jerry Conway, Jerry Conway, his whole plan was. Um, um, I think Roy Thomas kind of nipped the plan and, and accelerated it, but you couldn't tell the difference between Jerry Conway to Roy Thomas to Paul Levitt right before the Darkness Saga. It's like you got these three art, um, um, writer editors and they changed what Conway wanted to do because Reflector was going to be there for much longer. And Roy Thomas was like, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and he was only there for like two issues and then Paul Levitt's on there. So you have, and, but as a reader, you don't know that there's any that, uh, oh, they undercut what Conway was doing. It's just like, hey, it's just fun, that, that sort of thing. So you can have multiple writers get on a title and it, and well, they did that at Marvel too. You have um, uh, Roy Thomas and you have Lean Wynn doing a Fantastic Four, then you have um, Marv Wolfman and you can't really see too much of a difference in who's writing. And that's what I think is lost as far as uh, DC with a title that didn't get canceled or, or rebooted. You could have just kind of 
you keep giving gets on there uh but the problem is also the art he was doing those grids so uh hopefully i think it sold well initially but um you know i think they were in this turmoil point after that five years later and then i think with the burn bombs i feel got them where they're supposed to be and people like nah we don't need to do that i'm mark wade <laughs> okay now we're changing the legion title to supergirl in the legion it's like uh <laughs> anyway um yeah you know uh I, it's a, i think you need to it's keith given those the legion fans need to be credited for that amount of time believing in those guys and pushing for dc to give them a title because dc and you have you know mort wesinger who's behind it you have um they didn't they didn't decide to do it it was the fans writing in and then finally, you know, trying it out in the in the Superboy thing. And then next, you know, they're like, we think this is what's carrying the book. So then they gave the changed it to Superboy and the Legion. And then they slowly realized that they could do, you know, have, you know, do stories without him. And then at some point they're like, no, well, we'll have him, you know, come back, you know, once or twice a year type of deal, that, that sort of thing. So they kind of found a good middle ground. But this is all in the span of 70s to the 80s where they were going through this. But the title is just like they in 81, they were getting royalties from this book. It's like, and that this is a key part where they were like, you know, it was the Legion. Like the Legion was this big thing. So I think you gotta give the you gotta give the um the Legion outposts and those guys the credit for really pushing for it because you know, whatever DC was seeing and they didn't see it at that point. So anybody's taking any credit away from those dudes they're not asking about the uh, they're not asking about the foundation of the legion or you know the uh the dedication that people show to the book you know that got it you know got it its own title you know or or that nature they're asking at the point where look when the when the sales were no longer what they were before okay why weren't they able to why weren't they able to get that back and what were some of the what were some of the reasons for it at the end of the day? Everything else that happened, I, you know, Keith Giffen isn't, you know, straight in line with. And he's not saying again, he's not saying that the book should have never been rebooted because he did it. It's that that sense of wonder and that entryway, that entryway storytelling that a lot of people were able to get on board with. That's, you know, they didn't continue with that. But there was a there was this hardcover special right before. 2000 right before the new 52 they came out with this hardcover special for superboy um superboy for superman it was narrated by uh brainiac 5 did you buy it no no this is hardcover special and it's superman's life being narrated by brainiac 5 mm -hmm. this is his full life this is his full thing where brainiac notes that he's looking at superman's history from the year 3000 and he's saying look sometimes we're connected to superman's history and sometimes we're not. So that book right over there, I enjoyed reading because, you know, this was Bra it was Brainiac Five, uh, you know, relating it. So this is like you know Brainiac, and with the Le I don't know, with the Legion, it was always that uh, it was always like you were getting a peek into Superman's childhood as much as you could because of his interaction. But you know, so Brainiac's pretty much, but even he's acknowledging the the you know the inconsistencies of their own history. In connection to super, into connection to Superman's history. Now, you know, again, nobody's saying any of the previous stuff. You know, anything that happened previous, uh, nobody has any issue with that. And as long as sales are good, people don't care. You know, sales are good; they're going through the roof. You know, hey, take him out of the book. Oh, you know, we don't need him. Get rid of all this. I always say, is, what happens when your sales slip? Which always happens. Okay, what happens when your sales slip? What are you able to do? What are you going to be able to do at that point? And then it's what you do going forward that it's what you do going forward that highlights. Okay, and again, a lot of it's all arm. You know, it's all Monday morning quarterback because that's that. It can't be anything else than that at the end of the day. But it does highlight those particular things. Well, yeah, this right over here. Yeah, this is something. This is something probably we shouldn't have done. Maybe we can shore that up. But even now, <clears throat> even now, I can't. I mean, I don't even know if there's a Legion series out right now. The last thing they were doing, they were fighting the Justice League. Which wasn't even a it wasn't even a fight. It was a uh, Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes, and it was four issues of absolutely nothing going on. But it was written by Bendis, so what else can I say at the end of the day? 
And, you know, Bendis brings them back. He's got lightning. He's got a black lightning lad, which made no sense whatsoever at the end of the day. I mean, the idea is that the Legion is 3,000, you know, they're in the year 3,000. You know, we just hit 2,000. So somehow the lineage of black lightning was maintained all the way to the year 3,000. It was just stupid. And, and, and again, it fundamentally undercut these characters. It just fundamentally had to, like to do what to show some diversity. Throw another tie rock in there if you need to do if if you really need to do that, you know. And then I look with the changes that Bendis made. Okay, they're gonna reboot them again <laughs> because nobody's gonna follow that nonsense that he was doing at the end of the day. Nobody wants to, and th that's where you need like a Mort Wessinger or Julie Schwartz. Like no, 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 no. This stuff right over here, this stuff stays. Don't mess around with that. Obviously, yeah, you can go over here. Don't know this right over here. No, it's just going to be a problem. And they have the foresight to see, yeah, what goes up comes is going to come down. And we need to be able to go some. We need to be able to go somewhere with these characters, when and if that actually does that actually does happen. And you would think if you got a book like Superman, you know, Batman was like they were talking about canceling Batman, and they're saying, hey, why aren't we selling these books at the end of the day? And then you're like, well, the Legion is doing fine. It's not going to happen to these guys. These guys are somehow going to be impervious to soft sales. So, well, you know, the only, with Keith Giffen, I thought, you know, from what I was getting, the Legion was an entryway book. It was a gateway book for a lot of new readers, a lot of young readers. And slowly but surely, it no longer was that book. And, you know, for me, it's like, okay, when things get rough, you can always go back and do like a, you know, hey, we're going to return to Smallville for a grand adventure or something. Get some people back up on, get some people back up on this book and then push away. You can always do that to, you know, just try to restore, just try to restore a little bit of what you're losing and then go forward with it. You don't have to, Superboy doesn't have to be there every other page at the end of the day, but it's good to have that sort of, it's good to have that link. You know, I, I just don't see any reason. I just, I wouldn't get rid of it. You know, when in doubt, you know, just keep it, just keep it on. But I don't get to write the books. I just get to read them. Well, that's, I think one of the issues that people, you know, it's more like a, let's a reverse time and, you know, move away from the whole thing. And with, at the same time, I think the way, well, we pull it, well, no, ultimately I have to point this out. The point that I'm having issue with is having, saying this an accessible book. Right. When the book is, if you look at the X-Men and you say the X-Men are this freight train that's convoluted, that has all these storylines that are going on at, uh, from, this is from a almost an entire decade of stuff from say this, from the, like oh, less than a decade. Cause we've got, what's this 81 when this cover is out there till about that, that's like five years of saying, this is a, a solid dynamic for a comic book, which is the same way the X-Men was. That's not a solid dynamic for a accessible book for the most youngest readers that were out there. When this book was rolling, like when Superman is selling what he's selling and this book is rolling, what it, the book was, was this book that was a comic fan that was when you came a comic fan, you got into this, you fell into it the same way people fall into the X-Men or say the X-Men's impenetrable, the same way this book is. So it's like, it's nice to say that this was a book that was, um, you know, that the youngest thing was, but it was, it was a book. And I'm saying I bought this as a, you know, as a kid, you know, at the same time, it was getting into comic books that the same dynamic that I liked in the X-Men was in that. And the X-Men was a freight train where the, the dynamic of what Kirby and Lee was, was an accessible book of these kids in school or a school like, they didn't actually go to school, but they're a school like dynamic and they fought super villains. That's a simple accessible thing. The early stories of the Legion were simple sort of, as I said, like a, a American Idol where they would have someone come up and they would say, the issues with the their powers and or they prove themselves or that sort of thing or they would do or someone would you know the, they had the the feral lad but those are like backup stories like that wasn't selling its own thing 
that was here you're getting a Legion story, a Supergirl story, a Superboy story, or a Green a Lantern, Green, you know, Green Arrow story type of thing. When this book was a book that was, you know, on its own, it was a cosmic <laughs> freight train that was not something that you could just say was a a book that was just here this is for the lowest common denominator this was a comic this is what we look at as comic that, books but he never says that he never says that it was the lowest common denominator book he says it was he says the readership of the book okay was overwhelmingly young new readers he doesn't say it wasn't convoluted okay he doesn't say that it was uh, you know some one and done stuff but for whatever reason, it was still accessible for them with all that convoluted stuff you're talking about. That's what I'm saying. That is that is the that period where you know, as comic fans, where we can get into like you know, a hundred issues or something like that sort of thing, and have this sort of thing where you look at a Superman story. It's not that a Superman Silver Age, Bronze Age is a pickup. This, yes, it has a ton of history, but that is an accessible, um, you know, from how, because my wording isn't exactly how you said it. So the wording you use for it, those Superman books from that period was you pick up for the, for the young reader and you get a full story that had some history, but it wasn't like there's a difference in how those type of books are. And I think it's almost describing how a Superman book would be, which would be something where at some point those books was in the millions selling, like in the late, it was at least printing at least the millions to, you know, do the comic book split of, you know, 600,000 copies sold type of thing. But that was, that's what I consider a, um, how you described, how you're saying that what's the name described, I'm not going to use my words because it's going to be off. So how you described it was how like a Superman book would be from the six from the fifties and sixties that was selling you know well well more than the X Men that that that's the kind of accessible type of thing that I would see the Legion was kind of like this um, you know well not post I think when it became its own title it was like a it was a big cosmic type of Neil Adams type of book, even before it became Paul Levitt's type of thing. So that's the only thing, thing I was saying. There's a real different, there's a comic book dynamic that's a little bit, you know, like them being, you know, like the Mike Grell, like these like really muscular type of thing, characters. It was like really going to that Neil Adams type of deal, which is a little different than what I would consider, at least in my mind, how, you know, like Superman was something where you could pick up and read like the 60s to 40s and all those stories are pretty straightforward. I would say for the Legion, you'd have to pick up, uh, you know, like an arc of stories type of deal. So, you know, it's just it's just a dynamic of what would be an accessible type of, well, however that was described, I'd have to listen to the podcast to get it exactly right. But it's there's a dynamic that's a comic book thing that kind of comes from Neil, Kirby and Lee and um, and Neil Adams that kind of is in this book that when it really started rolling and that's kind of you know a little different than the, even though the Fantastic Four was an accessible book that Neil Adams run is just like a freight train and by going into it as a comic fan when you're really into them it's just like this is like this is the end all be all <laughs> type of deal, you know, but I always look at the more accessible stuff as like, you know, picking up the first Bizarro and Superboy, where it's like, here's this, here's the scientists and uh, this experiment leads to this type of thing. So anyway, um, the hard part is, is that, you know, with the with a lot of success comes, you know, as you were saying, you know, the the low sales and gruffly, you know, even Superman was going through it. So, and Batman and obviously Wonder Woman. So, but it's a part of, it's a part of what comic books are, go through and you have to try, you try things. I just kind of wish they just kind of try to keep the continuity 
as much as they could of whatever the last one was instead of saying, out of here. <laughs> I'm Mark Wade. I'm the guy. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is it. We got what we wanted. And it's like, what happened? <laughs> no, we got, we got Jeff Johns. Like, Jeff Johns, you missed to pick up the entire to pick up the what last happened and make it all make sense. No, no, I'm into I'm Mr. Reboot now. I, I get the chance to reboot now. Like what? Ruby Schwartz would have never let that happen. Yeah, I forget who's I forget who the I had the editor of mine who took over it because they split it and he's one of the chanced it to listen to the readers and um and chanced it, but um um Ultimately, um, I'm glad to hear that. Um, well, no, I think there's a what was it? I just I hope he gets to talk to why he why he, the the Watchmen was such an influence on him because I don't think that that was something that really worked for his style of art. I think what really made him famous was those wide shots and like what I just had the picture of the Legion those wide shots, which would, um, I think he'd almost be the perfect person to work with Jim Shooter because he would do like really big wide and it helped with having that many characters. And it was like a perfect storm because at the same time, Paul, was it Pat, Pat um, Broderick was drawing a couple issues before that. And those issues were really gorgeous too. So it was like, and it was in between the two of them. So I think the, the book being a huge success, you know, being a bigger success and getting a second title was going to happen regardless, but um, you know, it's a it's a really harsh difference between how he started the book and then how he took it on his own, and it was more like you know, in the personal stuff, where no action, only action is the first is issue four, which was dynamic, and it's like, oh yeah, finally, okay, no, we're not going to do that no more. <laughs> that was a goodbye to Monel. Oh no, it's not a book. Monel's back. He's Valor now. It's like. I don't know about DC, but <laughs> anyway, um, I guess I have to listen to this podcast and see how outraged I can get. But he's a talent. He should have done. He should have done Captain America. He had a nice pitch for Captain America in um, what's the name um, in uh, Marvel Age. So I really wish I, he got to do Captain Captain America. But he did do his lunatic, which is his um, Lobo for Marvel. So. Any last words? Oh, any last words? Any last words that have more content? Long live Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. One day they will get it right. All right, then. Um, spin Rack out. Wait a second. Did you get your out in there? Spin Rack out. Here we go.